Hey, my friends, Andy Kennedy here with Inner Self Lightworks uh, to bring you another podcast. It's been a while since I've brought a podcast and I, um, you know, I feel like sometimes summer is one of those just seasons of fastness and furiousness um, and you blink and a month goes by. And so today for you, I commit to doing my podcast more regularly and answering questions and um and really providing a place for you to listen and learn more about all the things that we do at Inner Self Lightworks, whether that's natural healing or um, uh, raising your vibration, mindset, meditation, coaching, all of the stuff that we do in our three pillars of mindset matter and meditation for manifestation through Inner Self Lightworks. So without further ado, a topic that we have really been talking about a lot this week um, in our circles is our Comfrey salve. And we ran a email about it this week, um, as well as a video um, about it this week. And so I thought I would just complete the triad and do a podcast on our Comfrey Sav as well. We have a blog post um, on the Comfrey Sav that actually dates uh, quite a far back. Um, my blog is something that I also don't post at regularly. Um, and I probably should be better at that as well. But so many, so many different avenues to provide content on It's Hard to Keep Up. And I want to give a shout out to uh, someone who has been an, a very invaluable uh, and integral part of Inner Self Lightworks since the early part of this year. Um, and she's our, our virtual assistant who lives all the way across the globe. And um, Mary Abelarde, she's uh, a wonderful little addition to our, and I say little because she is little, um, but her her power is mighty. And without her, we wouldn't have this podcast. Um, she encouraged me to continue to add this as a another form of content providing to our followers and supporters and now listeners. So thank you, Mary, for the inspiration there. I know she'll be listening because she'll be uh, sending out this podcast. And, um, and so I wanted to give her a shout out because without gratitude, we do not have growth, right? So, um, so there's that. And so the Comfrey Sav um, is, you know, oh, and just to back up a step too, in mentioning my blog, um, Mary is going to be helping us update the blog as well, which is super exciting. And I'm sure it will inspire me to provide more content there because currently I don't love the way it looks and I don't go there very often. Um, and I have been focused on other things. So um excited to update that for all of our followers as well. So um, in the email that we provided this week, we had that law that link to that blog post, and it kind of tells a history. Um, and so that's what I'm going to walk through. I'm not going to read the blog post. I'm just going to go from off the cuff. I, I really never have a script for my podcasts. And um, honestly, it's just because I like to provide whatever comes off the top of my head and, and channel that directly for you guys. So the comfrey salve, um, comfrey backing up is a plant and I harvested it today. So that inspired me as well to reach out and talk to you guys about this wonderful plant. It's a big giant green herb. Um, the plants in our garden uh, came both from uh, an herbalist in town 
and she's a wonderful herbalist. So if you are in Steamboat Springs and you want to uh, get product from a local herbalist, Mary, I mean, um, sorry, well, there are two, Mary O'Brien, and I'll mention Mary O'Brien in a second, and Susan Mead. Um, and Susan Mead uh, provided me with a baby from her plant. And so that's how we have our Purple Bell comfrey. It's a tighter plant. The leaves are a little bit smaller. Um, and then I planted comfrey from seed. And these are a white bell. Uh, so the flowers is what I'm referring to by purple and white. White bell flowers. Uh, and they this one is a taller plant and longer leaves. And uh, the seeds that took now form four plants in front of our, our front window, in front of our house. And the other one is at the end of the drive and um, or the end of our walkway. And so actually it is such a prolific herb, you can harvest it multiple times a year. Our summers here in Colorado are fast and furious. So I harvest it twice. If I lived somewhere else, I think I would be able to probably get three harvests out of it because it just, it's prolific. It just keeps, it's a weed, right? All herbs are weeds. When someone says, you know, oh, thistle's a weed. I'm like, mm, yeah, but do you know what it does for your liver, right? So um, milk thistle. Not necessarily all thistles, but so um, the comfrey is an herb uh, and it is uh, when I was first introduced to it, uh, it, you know, it was it's a, a magical, obviously human ally, but it's also a garden ally. And so when I was first introduced to it on the farm in Oregon, uh, and for those of you who don't know my story about the farm that I lived on after college, maybe I should do another podcast on that. But um, I did live on an intentional community um, called Lost Valley Educational Center. And um, it is the inspiration for what my husband and several other couples and I are trying to create right now. We are working on the back, just sort of the, the preliminary ideas of us doing something very similar. But I went out and interned at Lost Valley in the summer of 1995, right after college. And we worked, the interns worked the gardens. And um, so I learned a lot about gardening. I learned a lot about herbalism. I learned a lot about astrology and urban farming and generally living off the land. And in our garden, we used comfrey as an amendment. So we would harvest the leaves, soak the leaves in water, and they, they would then compost in that water basically and we would use that as an amendment. Um, it's extremely high in nitrogen and it's an amazing soil fixer. So when I harvest it in our garden now, uh, there are always some leaves that don't make it into the, the drying rack and those leaves, maybe they're browning or they're just wilted or they're, they fall out of the, the tie before I can get them in. And those stragglers then go back into the ground and provide nutrients for the comfrey that is going to continue to grow. So uh, I typically harvested around the last week of June, first week of July. This week, this year, I'm a little late, but not much. And um, and then I harvested again before the snow flies. So around uh, late October, usually. And um, yeah, it grows, you know, it'll grow those four months just really, really fast and furiously. It goes all the way to flower twice. And um, so then what we provide, what we do with it, what I do with it here is uh, to, to, for it to provide the magical miracle that it is in our comfrey salve, um, we hang it up. So I make these big bundles of comfrey f leaves and flowers 
bundled up six of those bundles today, tied them and hang them in our garage and dry them out in the garage for about two weeks, two to three weeks, however long it takes until they're really thoroughly dried. And then once they're dry, we put them in olive oil. So I buy olive oil in bulk and I have giant um, uh, half gallon jars, mason jars. So I fill the, the jar with the leaves and I have to glove up because the leaves are very scratchy like nettles. Um, so I glove up and, and put those leaves in the jar and then steep them. And in, uh, you know, herbalism, there's so many different ways to, um, you know, use the plant um, or, or get the nutrients, get the magic from the plant. So tincture is one way. Uh, an oil steep like I'm doing is one way, which is, is basically kind of a tincture as well with, with oil instead of alcohol. Um, and poultice is another way you can actually use comfrey if you masticate the leaves, which means just sort of chew them up, although comfrey isn't something you want to ingest. So you want to make sure you chew them up with a mortar and pestle um, or just cut them, you know, cut it up into tiny little pieces and moisten them up and wrap them around your leg and um, and, you know, f the Native Americans called comfrey knit bone. So uh, the poultice was definitely a technique that they used back then. Um, and uh, so back to our the, what we do with the comfrey. So once it's in the oil, I leave it in the oil for about two months, uh, maybe three even. Sometimes I forget about it and it goes even longer than that. But usually I'm in need of the oil by then. And then we strain the oil. I used to strain it by hand with a cheesecloth. And now that we're doing as much quantity, which is still small batch uh, comfrey salve, but as much quantity as we are doing now, I don't really want to strain that much by hand because it's taxing for sure. So I, um, for Christmas, I asked for an oil depressor. And um, I think actually what it really is, is a cider depressor. Uh, apples go in the top and cider comes out the bottom. It's like a juicer. But this one is, I use only for the comfrey oil. So, um, and a lot of, for a lot of things that you, you do with herbalism, you kind of want to stick with using just your instruments for the herbs and not, you know, using them for food products so that the two don't cross contaminate and your herbs don't spoil because you've got food particles in them. So this I only use for the comfrey oil. And um, then once it's strained and all the leaves are taken out, I put the leaves in our compost pile because they provide, or sometimes in the garden, because they provide um, a lot of nutrients for the ground. And then um, then I have that oil and it is, you know, olive oil is yellow, right? By the end of this two months or three months with the comfrey in there, it's green. It is a beautiful, bright, uh, amazing color, magically, you know, obviously nutrient dense, miraculous color of green. And uh, we store it in the fridge. So until I decide I need to use it for comfrey salve, and I just made a batch of comfrey salve from the oil that we had in the fridge still from 2020. So, and it can last up to about two years in the fridge um, or longer really, because it's, it's you know, it's it, the um, power of the plant is protected in the oil. So, and it's, and then if it's refrigerated, it's even more protected. So two to three years in the fridge is usually what I say. And then when I'm ready to make the salve, uh, we, um, melt down that 
refrigerated oil because it's congealed, so it's it's more solid because it's refrigerated, um, with beeswax, which we get from our local bees here. So we've got a, my husband is a uh, middleman for honey and uh, distributor for honey. And so we get beeswax from J&J's Honey. If you, again, are in Steamboat or anywhere in Colorado and you're looking for good honey, Steamboat Honey, which is, uh, you know, not treated at all, not heat treated, uh, pasteurized or anything. It's it's raw, beautiful source of honey. Uh, J&J's Honey is an amazing, amazing resource. So little tag for them because they do provide me with their wax, which is awesome. So I get these, this wax, uh, the wax for a salve provides a great like carrier basically so if you're going to put this salve which is you know a healing ointment basically like neosporin um if you're familiar with you know the western medicine version of it which is petroleum based and totally nasty and you should not put that on a wound or your skin but you know most people do so um you know see how that goes for you in the long run but (laughs) um so the carrier, the beeswax piece, helps the oil itself stick to, bind to the wound or the rash or the burn. And then in which case, you know, that oil is sitting on the top lipid layer of the skin and it's, um, it's doing its magic. It's doing its healing from there. So um, what else we put in our comfrey salve uh, is uh, essential oils. I'm a big proponent of essential oils. Have been since I lived on the farm and studied aromatherapy. And um, we put lavender and rosemary and lemongrass and tea tree in there for all reasons of healing. So all of those things help with burns and cuts and regeneration of cells and uh, quick healing. And then I also do grow calendula, which is a beautiful yellow flower. I harvest the flowers and the leaves. And it is like comfrey, very, very, very good for healing of all kinds. So uh, all of those things. And comfrey and this the salve in general is good for, like I said, rashes and um, burns and cuts, scrapes, bug bites, uh, burned lips, um, sunburn, although we tend to just put straight olive, um, not olive oil, lavender oil on our sunburns directly. Um, because it's so good. It's literally, it's like the next day you don't have a sunburn. It's amazing. Um, and then we store that for like up to six months, that salve, um, move it through our funnels locally and uh, nationally. We don't ship internationally because that would just be silly. It's such a lightweight piece and you'd the cost of it would be so much more. You might as well go to your local provider in the UK or Australia or anywhere in Europe um, and find a local source of comfrey. It's a very common salve, um, but the FDA doesn't like it because of the internal uh, complications it can provide. So it's not something you, you can find it at a health food store, but comfrey is not something you're going to find on a shelf at your grocery store, for instance, because of the uh, complications that can arise from someone ingesting. And it's actually, it's really not that dangerous. It's just over time, um, it can be taxing to the liver because it is um, such a powerful herb. So I wouldn't ever recommend ingesting it um, unless you were working specifically with a specialist, an herbalist, a naturopath, um, 
or aromatherapist and they knew what they were doing. So, um, so that is how we make our comfrey salve. Um, I did just open a new, uh, or not open, but, um, create a new size. So we have a three. Thank you to our friend Grazi who gave us, uh, an old back stock of, of three ounce jars for us to use. So, um, that was awesome. We've got this huge supply of these little three ounce jars that we can now use. So I have a lot of people who purchase several of the one ounce that we sell and, um, at a time, you know, give one to the husband, one to the wife, one to the child, have one in the bathroom, have one in the kitchen, et cetera, have one in the purse. I mean, that's how I live is I have one everywhere. So, because I, you know, if I cut myself or, um, get a bug bite, if you put it right on a bug bite, it's like the next day it's gone. Um, lots of other applications too. We just got a new testimonial for, uh, the comfrey salve for varicose veins, which I hadn't heard yet. I hadn't had anyone use it for that yet. So that's fun. Um, so lots of testimonials hit up our website and check out the link or the tab that says Merlin's potions. Merlin is my, my number one gatekeeper spirit guide. He guides me in all things, crystals and herbs. And so our kitchen is Merlin's kitchen and, uh, our, our salve is now Merlin's green cream. So, um, check out innerselflightworks.com slash potions dot html for more on purchasing our comfrey salve or just looking at uh, what the process looks like since as you're listening to an audio uh, i'm a visual learner sometimes i need to look at that process you can also hit up our instagram uh, give us a follow on all platforms youtube instagram uh, facebook and obviously our podcast you're already following so thanks for listening that's a little bit about our comfrey salve I will, I promise I will be here more often, more regularly, more consistently to provide more topics. And um, like I said, maybe also about intentional communities in the near future. So thanks for listening and one love everybody.